Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3 on the Ginger's Perspective. And what a week it's been for football fans. Order has been restored to a certain extent. There were wins for Manchester United, Chelsea, who extended their lead at the top of the table over Liverpool by six points. And Mo, it looks like um, they could be top at Christmas, number one in the UK. Yeah, look, uh, no real shockers this week, uh, apart from Arsenal losing to Everton. But that wasn't a shock for us, I, I predicted that one. And then, you know, Leicester City going backwards, getting beaten. You know, and well, look, good wins for Liverpool, Man City, Spurs, all the big boys getting uh, Ws. And uh, yeah, Chelsea, top of the Premier League at Christmas. They've uh, won the title every season that they've been at the top at Christmas. So unless you know a stranger thing happens and they somehow collapse, which I can't really see. I mean, they're firing goals from everywhere, grinding out results. I think uh, last night, uh, uh, Fabregas scored. So... You know, it messed up some guys' fantasy teams who decided to play uh, Costa as the captain. <laughs> and then Eden Hazard was ruled out injured, so that messed it up even more for those that picked up on that news late. Yeah, it was uh, rather frustrating for me, I must say. I was um, hoping that Hazard would play and Costa is my captain. And I actually, stupidly, decided to leave Jermaine Defoe in the mix because... I just had a feeling maybe he... he maybe, because he is that type of player. So let's hear from the Chelsea boss now on uh, the performance at the Mackhams. Antonio, you said this week you have to stay focused to the end. Was that a demonstration of that? Yeah, this is a demonstration because uh, uh, when you have the, the possibility to kill the game, uh, you must kill the game. And uh, we had uh, this possibility. But uh, we didn't, and uh, at the end, uh, uh, yeah, Courtois uh, made a great save, and uh, yeah, it's good. Mm. It's important for for uh, for the future. There you go, Mo. One nil to Chelsea at Sunderland at the Stadium of Darkness, not light. That's for sure. At the moment, it's uh, big problems for David Moyes, but I think Chelsea are a side that. Looked like they're happy. Under Mourinho, the players definitely didn't appear happy because the squad in itself hasn't changed considerably, has it? No, it hasn't really. I mean, he's made one, two additions, but he's lifted the mood, you know. Seems like he has a closer bond with these players. And, you know, they're all just happy to go out there and do their job for the team. Even, you know, some guys who aren't in the team are still happy. They're not, grunt, you know, disgruntled and all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, he's got them playing well. It's very difficult to see anyone beating them right now on this current form. Yeah, the defence is rock solid too. I mean, it's eight clean sheets in ten games now. So, for Chelsea, they'll be very happy with the way things are going. And six points clear of Liverpool, who are in action on Monday night in the Merseyside derby, which is definitely the match of the weekend. Um, Last time they met, 4-0 to the Reds. Do you think uh, we'll see something very similar? Because Jurgen Klopp, in this time, has, has got a few goalkeeping woes, doesn't he? 
Yeah, I was actually quite surprised that, you know, he dropped Karius uh, last night. I mean, he's been backing him, his goalkeeper the whole week against the Nevels. So why didn't he just play him, you know, show a bit of confidence and, you know, play him, prove them wrong. I suppose maybe, uh, you know, taking him out of the media so he, there's no spotlight on him. It, well, it worked in that, you know, Minulay kept a clean sheet. So, yeah, I was quite surprised with that. It's quite strange, you know, when you're coming to the backing of a player and you're going, well, he's done nothing wrong, he's done nothing wrong, and then you remove him from the situation, it almost like raises a few eyebrows as to, well, you're backing him, but you take him out of the mix. But I can see where Jurgen Klopp's coming from because big game on Monday and an opportunity to try and close that six-point gap because the way Chelsea are playing, they could be runaway leaders, you know, as the season progresses. But... Looking ahead to the game, looking ahead to the way Liverpool are playing, Adam Lallana is in, in fine form. Sadio Mane is playing terrific football. They filled that gap that Philip Coutinho has left since his injury. Yeah, they have. But I don't think it would be a, uh, like it was a 4-0 thumping of Everton. I think especially if Carriers plays in goal, Everton might fancy their chances. But, you know, and also the last time that Everton have beaten Liverpool in the Premier League home or away is 2010. You know, six years is a long time to go without uh, a win. That long so, ago? Yeah, they, they, they'd be desperate for this win. Eh? And you know how it is with these long-standing records. They usually come to an end at some point. And I think it could be on Monday night. Eh? All right, so is that your prediction, Mo? Is that what you're going with? Are you going with... I'm, going, I'm backing Everton to, to make a, 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 at least a 2-1 win. Eh? You think we could see Lukaku grab a goal there? Or, or, I mean, he does appear to be sort of hitting his straps again. It, it may be the right time for Ronald Koeman's side. Yeah. I think he, he will be, uh, he'll be in the mix. He should, you know, they don't get goals from many other places, Everton, so Lukaku would be the man they look for. Uh, and Liverpool's defence is a bit soft. Lukaku is a big lad. So I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm sticking with my prediction. Well, Liverpool fans are not going to be happy with that, but desperate to get uh, at least a point out of Goodison Park Monday night. Uh, the early kickoff on Saturday to get uh, the weekend started. Crystal Palace against Chelsea. We've spoken considerably about uh, Conte's men, but Alan Pardew says that his uh, Eagle side gave everything against Manchester United. Do you think that, that potentially they could bounce back? Because there was an article saying that Alan Pardew is destroying the most talented Palace team in a very long time. They, they played well enough. I mean, they were unlucky to, to lose. Uh, it was a scrappy affair. Look, I'm not complaining. I'm happy that Man United picked up the point seller. You know, uh, Crystal Palace are the, that you know, banana skin team where you never know what you're going to get. So I'm, I'm not complaining, but they did play well, uh, Palace. Um, I think Chelsea might just be too strong for them. And, uh, you know, Alan Pardew might have to go into the transfer market in January. He's becoming a manager who, who relies on the January transfer window to buy himself out of trouble. And, I mean, you look at that side that he's got and the, some of the attacking players there, yeah, they, they should not be in the position they're in. They really shouldn't be. They should be challenging for sort of a top 10 place, you know, comfortably in the top 10, not fighting in the middle of, uh, of the scrappy battleground that is the Barclays Premier League. Yeah, but the thing is, if you've got good attacking players, you need some decent defenders that can get you out of trouble. 
You know, you can't. You, 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 Crystal Palace are not a team that's going to outscore everybody. You know, you score four, they're going to score five. It's not. Doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's not the entertainers of Newcastle United back in the nineties, is it? <laughs> but let's let's talk about um, the relegation scrap, Mo, because it really has got interesting, and it's now a time of the season where you're hitting that halfway point, and teams are going, well, how far are we from that forty-point mark, thirty-eight-point mark that we've seen in the past that seen teams get relegated or or survive that relegation scrap? Yeah. You know what? Most of the fans of the Premier League look at the top and see, you know, they enjoy that. But this season, it's at the bottom where it's, it gets hot every weekend. You know, teams climb out, drop back in, managers under pressure, and then the pressure's off. I mean, the guys that are in trouble, you look, it's West Ham, Crystal Palace, uh, Middlesbrough, Swansea, Hull, even your favorite team, uh, Sunderland, are right <laughs> dumped in there. And, you know, that, the, the basement battle this season's fantastic, eh? If you look at this weekend's fixtures, you got Middlesbrough and Swansea, yeah. and then West Ham and Hull. And you know, uh, if you if you look at uh, Hull, you know they've got one win from the last fourteen games. That's right. You know they've been beaten by Sunderland and Middlesbrough, so you know you fancy them to go down. Uh, and they're gonna need a, a win to, against West Ham, who are also in that same thing. I mean, West are just as bad, so. This week, it's Mikey Phelan's turn to be under pressure. I mean, if you go up to, say, 13th spot, that's where Burnley find themselves, mm-hmm. 17 points. Leicester, 16. West Ham, 16. Palace, 15. Middlesbrough, 15. Swansea, 12. Hull, 12. Sunderland, 11. After 16 games. And, and we know that if you don't start stringing some results together and put a run together now... This will come back to bite you badly, and we could have um, quite a few teams changing around. And, and I must say, at this point, I don't see how Sunderland can survive the season. I think Hull, their squad's not big enough. I do see goals from Swansea. Uh, I think um, they potentially could get themselves out of trouble. Middlesbrough are going to have to rely a lot on Negredo uh, to get them some goals. Crystal Palace potentially need to change their manager. West Ham, that's a mystery. Leicester City... Maybe they've been found out. But Burnley also could be dragged in. A few injuries to some key players, and they're in trouble. They really are. The Turf Moor Club will be in trouble. But a team who have really been impressive is West Brom. Last night, Rondon scored goals plenty for them. Unbelievable, and up to seventh place. It just shows how tight it is towards the bottom of the Premier League. But West Brom... Tony Pulis has turned that side into some proper scrappers over the years. So 23 points up to 7th now, just 4 points behind Manchester United and 6th. Let's have your thoughts then on on the weekend's game, because especially focusing on those bottom dwellers. Sunderland-Watford. Sunderland must back themselves to at least get 3 points against Watford, because, you know, the Hornets haven't quite fired at all. They've played hot and cold, but away to Sunderland. Look, Watford are a team that very tough to predict which one's going to show up. You know, they, they, they could beat Sunderland or they could lose. Uh, so from my side, I think, you know what, it's a tough one to call. Eh? But Sunderland need to get their points against Watford to be able to stick with, you know, the Swans, the guys that are slightly above them. Because when you're right at the bottom, it's bad. Yeah, very bad. Trust me, I know what that's all about. The match, the match of the weekend that we should be talking, Man City Arsenal on Sunday, 
You think that's bigger than than uh, the Everton Liverpool game? Yeah, no, Everton Liverpool. You know what? It's funny. I love that fixture, but I hate both teams equally. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, City Arsenal is just—it's going to be good. Eh? Yeah, look, there's a point between them, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, it's not going to be a shortage of goals. Not going to be. It's not really a derby, but I mean, equally the fans sort of hate each other. Yes, that's right. Because you've got the new newer fans of Man City. I know a few guys that are the original. Well, all, all the guys who gave up on uh, you know, Chelsea. Chelsea, exactly. They're Man City fans now. They turned their shirts out. <laughs> Inside out. <laughs> there we go. All right, let's have a prediction then. Man City okay. and Arsenal. I'm going to play it safe. So I'm not going to give a... I'm just going to say it's a score draw. Yeah, score draw, eh? Hey? Score draw. So we play it safe for those guys who are putting money down on the game. Yep. Make it score draw. Don't don't go for result. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. And then Tottenham Burnley finish off uh, the the Sunday action Monday night Everton Liverpool as we said. Let's quickly touch on fantasy football because I think there's been some rather interesting ones, uh, especially as you mentioned uh, Eden Hazard who who uh, didn't play uh, due to injury, seventy five percent chance of playing. I don't know if it's worth a risk um, at Palace. Uh, I think that he'll be. I think he'll be wrapped in cotton wool, and, and Conte won't risk him at Palace. If it was a bigger game, maybe. Yeah, especially with the you know fixtures coming thick and fast now with the Christmas and New Year. My my honest pick for for this week, I'd say go for Paul Pogba. Yeah. Point two million. It's. I think it's time you got him in your team. This connection he's setting up with Zlatan. I mean, he's creating it all for him. And uh, you know, United got some. They don't have the. You know, very difficult games. Their home matches Sunderland and Middlesbrough, and then they've got West Brom, West Brom and West Ham away from home. And you know, he should shine in those in those fixtures. And you know, he's starting to grow into this uh, his role at Man United, and he's he's you know getting points. So I would go with him for now. I think that's a good call. Uh, just having a look at the top transfers in this game week. Uh, Lalana, Eriksson, Rigi, Rondon and Zaha out. Hazard, Firmino, Gundogan, Austin. So that's what's happening in the, in the fantasy stuff. Remember to check us out on The Ginger's Perspective on csduplicy.co.za. iTunes, look for The Ginger's Perspective in the podcast page and on cliffcentral.com. Mo, your parting words? As always, be champions. Thanks for listening to Football 2 Plus 3. We'll catch you again next week.